everyone. Um, first and foremost, I must apologise that I'm a little bit late um, coming on. I'm scheduled to come on at, um, at 2 o'clock, so it's just a tad after 2. But yes, my name is Jacqueline Francis. I'm an author, award-winning speaker and educator. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Susan Day. And um, I'm very pleased that she's decided, um, you know, that she wanted to come on today. So, in light of um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so I've just the broadcast. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Did you guys see the wedding this morning with um, Eugenie and Jack? I was watching some of it. So, this is going to be coming now. Hi, Susan. Hello. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was in my mother and father's front yard. He came down from his family's house and took me by the hand and told me that he was going to show me what it meant to be an adult. And what 12-year-old doesn't want to know that? Mm. I didn't have any clue whatsoever that what he was talking about. I'd never been mm. a grown-up before. But I wanted right. to know. Mm. So he took me by the hand and led me down through the trees in the properties that are next to my parents' house. And down on the ground and started raping me and because I screamed too loud because it was painful he hit me in the head with a rock oh goodness I mean when is he, it okay are you, uh, yeah are you okay to have okay that's fine so this neighbor was he familiar to your house do you you know did you see him on a regular basis yes he someone that visited the house so it was someone that you knew Yes, right. um, the neighbors and, and us were the first people that ever moved on to this little mountain that we live on. Uh, so we knew right. each other really well. Uh, right, okay. So when you, when he hit you in the head with the rock, were you unconscious? Do you know where you found or where, did you manage to get back home? When he hit me in the head with the rock, I felt the pain go from my head all the way through my whole body. It permeated throughout my whole body. And my body stiffened up really stiff, and then I passed out. When I woke up, he had he, he waited until he finished raping me before he woke me up. But he was slapping me and hitting me because he thought he had killed me. Oh, right. Because oh, he was slapping me to try to wake you up. Because he thought he killed me. Right. So when he, when you, you know, were, were awake, what, what was the next step? Did you manage to get back home? Did he just allow you to go? Or? Yeah, he just let me go. Mm. I asked him what I was supposed to do now. And he said, pretend like nothing happened and don't grab nobody. So oh that's what goodness. I did. So when you got home, you didn't say anything to your mother at all, or to anyone at all? I didn't tell anyone for a year. Oh, wow. And during that time, during that year, you know, what, what was going through your mind, if anything, as a 12-year-old? Did you comprehend what had happened? I, no, I could not comprehend what happened to me. I was not... I was not old enough mentally to understand what happened to me. So when you got to, you said you waited a year before you told somebody. Who was that first person that you told? Who was it that you told? I told my sister, and she didn't tell anybody either after that. Right. Was that your older? She was a was that old? older than me. Okay. Yeah, two years older than me. She so she shared. Oh right, so she shared your 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 secret then. Yes. Uh, so at what yes. point? At what point did it unravel itself? Or did it? Not until I was not until I was an adult. It didn't come out until I was an adult. 
and how did it manifest itself as an adult at that point? I would have attacks of rage that I did not understand. I would go in my room and I would throw things and break things and um, and no one knew why and I couldn't tell them why because I didn't understand why myself even as a young adult. So did your mother um, see changes of behavior from that time, from that age of 12, right up? Did she see changes of behavior from that day? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And when she, was, when she asked... I, I, I started rebelling. Within a year, I was going, trying to um, have boyfriends, going out with boys, having sex with boys. I was smoking marijuana at the time. Um, I was medicating myself from the rage um, and the sexual abuse as well. So, I mean, for those who don't understand, uh, you know, who hasn't been through, you know, I mean, who want to go through that anyway, you said that you started having sex with boys. What? What?
into the army, and when he got out of the army, he took a hold of my son by his thigh, took him upside down up the stairs when he was three months old, and started to beat him, and I had to rescue my son and run. I've been running ever since. My second man in my life, who's the father to my daughter, we believe he was feeding my daughter something to make her sleep because she was such a good baby. I thought I had a really good baby. But when she was about three or four months old, he decided he was having a party with his friends and he held me down and fed me some kind of drug. I don't know to this day what it was for sure. And when the police came, because his plan was to have me be the center of attention for his party so his friends could all have sex with me. So they could all rape me. But the police finally came and um, I don't remember, I don't know if they ever got to touch me or not because of the drug, I don't know. I just yeah. know that I woke up in the hospital. They, um, my mother had my babies and couldn't take care of both of them because my daughter wouldn't stop crying. So she let my daughter go to social services. And I didn't see my daughter for a year. She was this little tiny, tiny baby, like three or four months old, when they took mm -hmm. her. And the next time I saw her, she was walking already. Did she remember you? Well, I guess she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't, would she? No. No. No, she didn't know who I was. Yeah, and that would have been really painful for you. Yeah. Because yeah, that you was lost hard. that move. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you, you said um, that, I'm sorry, I'm a bit conscious of the time because time goes by so, so quickly when we're having conversations. So where are you now then? I mean, if someone is going through what you've gone through, you know, how did you get, because now you're an author and you're a coach, how did, what were the steps that you took to get out from, you know, the abuse from your, from your partner at the time? Well, first I got a lot of therapy and I fell in love with my husband of 35 years. But my husband, 35 years, turns out that he's bipolar, and he he started becoming sicker and sicker over time. And while I was going through, I went through more therapy than anybody that I've ever met combined. I don't know anybody who's had as much therapy as me. How, how, when you say as much therapy, how many years are we talking about? How many years were you in therapy for? Altogether, probably about five years. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And how much of that therapy worked for you? What worked for me was the late, the first therapist I went to, um, she did a lot of harm, but she did one thing that was good, and that was telling me to write. To write? So while I was in therapy, yes, to write. While I was in therapy, instead of writing a journal like most people, I wrote poems instead. Okay, yes, yes. And as you can see, have you got your, because now you're a published author, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. You want to see my book? I do want to see your book. <laughs> this is 
and he wasn't in bed. He was just gone. And I leaped out of bed to go find him because I was terribly worried because he hadn't been out of bed for a month. And he was sitting in his sister's car. And she looked at me and said, I wouldn't want to be you, and got in her car and drove away with my husband. He didn't even take his shoes. Why would she say something like that? What did she mean when, when she said that? Well, apparently my husband had been talking to her, even though he hadn't been talking to me about how he was feeling. Right. And I, to this day, don't, I, to this day, don't know what, what she meant by that. Ooh. Okay. So, I mean, thank you for sharing. I mean, uh, sorry, your kids are grown now, I take it. Um, and yes. as I said, as I said before, you're now a coach. So what type of coach are you? Well, I like to help people get up from the bottom because that's what I did. I got up from the bottom. So since I can get up from the bottom, I can help others get up from the bottom. Um, one of the people that was my I was coaching for about a year, his name is Denzel Henderson. Yes. 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 So he's I Yes. I helped him go from 10 followers to what he's doing now, which is amazing. And yes. I didn't I didn't realize I was his coach until he looked at me and he said, oh my God, you know what? You're my coach. And I was like, oh my God. I was totally surprised. Well, how long were you talking to him before you realized that you were his, his coach? How long were you... You know, with him or talking to him before you realized you were a coach. I had been coaching him for almost a year before we figured it out. We only figured it out a few months ago. Just a couple months ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Wow. Okay. We so were both, we were both looking at each other on the phone with our mouths open going, Someone might think fear of what their family will say. 
mom keeps telling me that um, to, to not talk about it and to uh, because she's afraid of what people will think of our family. Yeah. She, she doesn't understand. Exactly. She doesn't understand that although people will know that I've been an abusive family, they don't know who my father is. They don't know who my family is. They only know who I am. I'm only putting myself out there. They, they don't know what the intimate details are, you know. But what, what you have to understand is that your story, just like mine, could help someone come out from the dark and not be hiding anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I wanted you on. And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, if anyone wants to come on my show, on my show and talk about because it's not easy it's not easy as you said you've got to be at that place oh sorry someone's trying to message me you've got to be at that place um to start your journey you've got to be strong enough and as you said you've written your book um of poems um can you just show the viewers a book again it's it's on amazon isn't it it's now on amazon yes, yes. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. So you guys, you know, get your copy from Amazon. Do put the link in, Susan, um, if you can, um, yes, where they can go and get it on Amazon. Yeah. So I, I guess we're just going to have to wrap up now. Um, thank you so much for those who joined us. Um, Benny Bell as well, who joined us. Um, as I said, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If there is anyone else that would like to come on and share their journey, then, you know, please do um, get in contact. So, Susan, thank you so much. My apologies, I got you out of bed. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Um, well, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'm sure we'll speak soon anyway. Yes, thank you so much, and thank you for everyone that's watching. Remember that if I can do this, so can you. You have something special inside of you, and that's what the world needs. So please be a voice in the darkness. Okay. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your day, and um, we'll speak soon. So take care. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. 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 from um, Oregon, Portland in the USA. Um, i just like to say thank her very much because it was a bit early for her to come on as well. Um, so again, you know, um, thanks for the thumbs up. If anyone is going through any issues um, with regards to domestic abuse, there, there are organizations that you can join. There's Facebook groups that you can join. Don't suffer in silence. Um, Citizens abuse started from a very early age. Now. You know, it was very difficult for her um, growing up because she rebelled as well. And now she's an author, published author. Um, I mean, I love anyone who's an author because I'm an author myself. So she's an author. She's also a coach. So if anyone has actually started their journey of healing and would like to be on my show, um, not necessarily about domestic abuse, but anything that may have happened that may be traumatic for them, that they've swept under the carpet, because that's the name of my show, and that they swept under the carpet for such a long period of time and they want to start their healing journey. And again, you know, some people prefer to talk about it, others may prefer to write 
sit in a journal or just write poems like Susan has done. Um, and it does help. It definitely does help. So um, without further ado, thank you guys and thanks for those who are going to catch another replay. This is Jacqueline Francis on Stop Sleeping Under the Carpet. Take care. Bye. Everyone, welcome to First and foremost, I must apologise that I'm a little bit late um, coming on. I'm scheduled to come on at, um, at 2 o'clock, so it's just a tad after 2. But yes, my name is Jacqueline Francis. I'm an author, award-winning speaker and educator. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Susan Day. And um, I'm very pleased that she's decided, um, you know, that she wanted to come on today. So in light of... Um, domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I've just the broadcast. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Did you guys see the wedding this morning with um, Eugenie and Jack? I was watching some of it. So Susan's going to be coming to now. Hi Susan, hello. I have, um, I started out 
tickets online a few weeks ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so, can you remember what happened at that time when you were 12? Do you, do you know, do you, can you remember where you were and what happened then? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was in my mother and father's front yard. He came down from his family's house and took me by the hand and told me that he was going to show me what it meant to be an adult. And what 12-year-old doesn't want to know that? I didn't have any clue whatsoever that what he was talking about. I'd never been a grown-up before. But I wanted right. to know. So he took me by the hand and led me down through the trees in the properties that are next to my parents' house and threw me down on the ground and started raping me. And because I screamed too loud because it was painful, he hit me in the head with a rock. Oh, goodness. I mean, when is he, it okay? Are you, yeah, are you okay to have... All right, okay, that's fine. So, this neighbor, was he familiar to your house? Do you, you know, did you see him on a regular basis? Yes. Was he someone that visited the house? So it was someone that you knew? Yes. Right. Um, the neighbors and, and us were the first people that ever moved on to this little mountain that we live on. So we knew each other really well. Uh, right, okay. So when you, when he hit you in the head with the rock, were you unconscious? Do you know where you found or did you manage to get back home? When he hit me in the head with the rock, I felt the pain go from my head all the way through my whole body. It permeated throughout my whole body. And my body stiffened up really stiff and then I passed out. When I woke up, he had he, he waited until he finished raping me before he woke me up, but he was slapping me and hitting me because he thought he had killed me. Ah, uh, right. Because uh, he was slapping you to try to wake you up. Because mm, he thought he killed me. Right. So when he when you you know we're we're awake. What, what was the next step? Did you manage to get back home? Did he just allow you to go or? Yeah, he just let me go. I asked him what I was supposed to do now, and he said, pretend like nothing happened and don't tell nobody. So that's what I did. So when you got home, you didn't say anything to your mother at all, or to anyone at all? I didn't tell anyone for a year. Oh, wow. And during that time, during that year, you know, what, what was going through your mind, if anything, as a 12-year-old? Did you comprehend what had happened? I, no, I could not comprehend what happened to me. I was not... I was not old enough mentally to understand what happened to me. So, when you got to, you said you waited a year before you told somebody. Who was that first person that you told? Who was it that you told? I told my sister, and she didn't tell anybody either after that. Right. Was that, was that your my older? Parents, or your, I, she was, a, was that two years old? older than me. Okay. Yeah, two okay. years older than me. She so, she said she had... Oh, right.
that. So she shared your 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 secret then. Yes. Uh, so at what yeah. point? At what point did it unravel itself? Or did it? Not until I was not until I was an adult. It didn't come out until I was an adult. Right. And how did it manifest itself as an adult at that point? I would have attacks of rage that I did not understand. I would go in my room and I would throw things and break things and um, and no one knew why. And I couldn't tell them why because I didn't understand why myself, even as a young adult. So did your mother um, see changes of behavior from that time, from that age of 12, right up? Did she see changes of behavior from that day? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And when she, was, when she asked... I, I started rebelling. Within a year, I was going, trying to um, have boyfriends, going out with boys, having sex with boys. I was smoking marijuana at the time. Um, I was medicating myself from the rage um, and the sexual abuse as well. So, I mean, for those who don't understand, uh, you know, who haven't been through, you know, I mean, who want to go through that anyway, you said that you started having sex with boys. What, 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 um, What's the right word? What's the word? Why would you do something like that? Why? Why? Why is that the next step? Why? Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because you were 12, you said. I was 12 when it happened. I was 13 when I first had sex with a boy. Um. I. I felt like I was supposed to. I was doing okay. what I was told. Right, right. I learned from a young child when I was sexually abused by a family member that you be quiet and you do what you're told when it comes to men or boys right. or anyone that's male. Yeah. Right, okay. So did, is, did, was it just you? Because you said that you had an older, have an older sister. Was it just you or was um, your sister abused as well? Both of my sisters were abused. I have an older sister and a younger one. And my young brother, he was emotionally abused um, really badly. Um, he was abused in the sense that he had to go do work outside a lot and got yelled at by my dad a lot and told he was nothing a lot. Right, okay. Are you okay, Are you okay to continue? Okay. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Okay. So, just in case for those who come back on the um, on the replay, my guest today is Susan Day, and in light of <clears throat> Domestic um, Violence Awareness Month, she has entrusted me to come on my show, Stop Sweeping Under the Carpet, to share her story. So, um, and I thank you for that because it is a very sensitive and very traumatic, and you know. People can only tell their story when they're strong enough to do so. So, and there might be someone who wants to tell their story, and but you know, 
they don't know the first step. So can I just ask you, what was your first step? What was the, when was the time when you decided enough was enough? And how old were you then? Well, you ended up following me into my marriage, my first marriage. My husband, I was, because I had his child. He went into the army, and when he got out of the army, he took a hold of my son by his thigh, took him upside down up the stairs when he was three months old, and started to beat him, and I had to rescue my son and run. I've been running ever since. My The second man in my life, who's the father to my daughter, we believe he was feeding my daughter something to make her sleep because she was such a good baby. I thought I had a really good baby. But when she was about three or four months old, he decided he was having a party with his friends and he held me down and fed me some kind of drug. I don't know to this day what it was for sure. And when the police came, because his plan was to have me be the center of attention for his party so his friends could all have sex with me so they could all rape me but the police finally came and um i don't remember i don't know if they ever got to touch me or not because of the drug i don't know i just yeah. know that i woke up in the hospital they um my mother had my babies and couldn't take care of both of them because my daughter wouldn't stop crying so she let my daughter go to social services, and I didn't see my daughter for a year. She was this little tiny, tiny baby, yeah. like three or four months old, when they took her. And the next time I saw her, she was walking already. Did she remember you? Well, I guess she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't, would she? No. No. No, she didn't know who I was. Yeah, and that would have been really painful for you. Yeah. Because yeah, you lost hard. that wound. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you you said um, that, I'm sorry, I'm a bit conscious of the time because time goes by so, so quickly when we're having conversations. So, where are you now then? I mean, if someone is going through what you've gone through, you know, how did you get, because now you're an author and you're a coach, how did, what were the steps that you took to get out from, you know, the abuse from your, from your partner at the time? Well, first I got a lot of therapy and I fell in love with my husband of 35 years, but my husband of 35 years turns out that he's bipolar and he he started becoming sicker and sicker over time. And while I was going through, I went through more therapy than anybody that I've ever met combined. I don't know anybody who's had as much therapy as me. How, how, when you say as much therapy, how many years are we talking about? How many years were you in therapy for? Altogether, probably about five years. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And how much of that therapy worked for you? What worked for me was the, late, the first therapist I went to 
she did a lot of harm, but she did one thing that was good, and that was telling me to write. To write? So while I was in therapy, yes, to write. While I was in um, therapy, instead of writing a journal like most people, I wrote poems instead. Okay, yes, yes. And as you can see, have you got your, because now you're a published author, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. You want to see my book? I do want to see your book. <laughs> this is my book. Oh, my gosh. Pain has no boundaries. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Congratulations. And when was it published? It was published in February. This is my daughter's photography. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What, That's so what the concept of the book is, is that you read some of the poetry on abuse, which is stark and real and hard to read and it will trigger it will trigger you if you've been through abuse and then you can zone out into the photography so you read some poems you start the the feelings start going and you zone out into the photography and let your feelings go it's it's for a release it's for people that are stuck in their pain People get stuck in their pain for years when it comes to abuse. My my husband uh, ended up abandoning me homeless beside the road a few years ago. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Yeah. How, how did that come about? Well, we were living on a mountaintop, which is what happens when someone is abusing you. He slowly over time made me burn my things in a fire pit, all my all my important things, all my child things, you know, that you save from your children, all everything. Over time mm -hmm. he made me burn them in a fire in a fire pit every every year. And make them go through my things and get rid of things. And um, there was no reason for it. We you know, we lived on a mountaintop, I had a big trailer that was full of what my house for when I got my house. And um, that's one of the signs that they start making you get rid of all of your things. Yes, yes. Um, an another sign of, of abuse from your husband would be um, any type of physical or, you know, of course, but the emotional stuff is stuff that's hard to recognize. Yes, yes, yes. You can't pinpoint it at all. It's it's quite subtle, really, sometimes, isn't it? That you probably won't even know that you're being abused at the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So in the yeah, because so I mean, I became I became homeless with my husband, trying to find better doctors in the Portland area where I was from, and in order to do that, we had to take our our motor home and go into Portland instead of being out on the mountaintop where we were. And while I was looking for doctors, he stopped getting out of bed. And I never, I didn't drive much because when I got hit in the head, it caused me to have seizures and I've had seizures my whole life. Driving is really scary. Right, yes. <laughs> in yeah, fact, I've had to drive recently and had a seizure while I was driving and now I can't drive again. So I'm really nervous about how but nervous about how I'm going to continue having this part-time job that I got. Right. But um, he, he stopped getting out of bed, and I didn't know why, and I thought he was dying. So I was going through 
emotions and stress and and being stunned because I thought my husband was dying and I love him I still love him I would like to know how to how to get rid of that I would really like to know how but that's really hard to do when you're been married for 35 years that's a long time so a very one morning one morning I woke up and he wasn't in bed he was just gone and I leaped out of bed to go find him because I was terribly worried because he hadn't been out of bed for a month and he was sitting in his sister's car and she looked at me and said I wouldn't want to be you and got in her car and drove away with my husband he didn't even take his shoes why would she say something like that what does she mean when she said that well, apparently my husband had been talking to her even though he hadn't been talking to me about how he was feeling. Right. And I to this day don't I to this day don't know what what she meant by that. Okay. So I mean thank you for sharing. I mean, uh, sorry, your kids are grown now, I take it. Um, and yes. as I said as I said before, you're now a coach. So, what type of coach are you? Well, I like to help people get up from the bottom because that's what I did. I got up from the bottom. So, since I can get up from the bottom, I can help others get up from the bottom. Um, one of the people that was my I was coaching for about a year, his name is Denzel Henderson. Yes. 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 So, he's I Yes. I helped him go from 10 followers to what he's doing now, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And yes. I didn't I didn't realize I was his coach until he looked what at me and he said, oh my God, you know what? You're my coach. And I was like, oh my God. I was totally <laughs> surprised. Well, how long were you talking to him before you realized that you were his coach? How long were you you know, with him or talking to him before you realized you were a coach? I have been coaching him for almost a year before we figured it out. We only figured it out a few months ago. Just a couple months ago. Yeah. It was amazing. Wow. Okay. We so were, going, we were now, looking at each other on the phone with our mouths open going, whoa. <laughs> <That was> <laughs> Okay, so Susan, I know that you know we came on a little, a little bit late. I don't know if there's anyone after me that's coming on after me, so we're going to have to sort of like try and wrap it up now. But um, okay. you know, you shared you shared your experiences, and your experience started from such an early age, age twelve. Um, so, to, what is it that you want to say to someone who is out there? Because you know, you want to give a voice because maybe some people aren't as strong as you are. And you know, don't know how to vocalize how they're feeling. What would you say to them? I would say that if you can write down how you feel, if you're not ready to share it with other people yet, that will help you. That there are groups, there are people, there are all kinds of groups on Facebook for support that can help you. I can help you. There, there are so many people out there willing to take your hand and help you through it that that there, there is 
reaching out? What what is it that they're feeling that what might stop them from reaching out? Fear, of course. Yeah. Fear of judgment. Fear, fear of what mm. someone might think. Fear of what their family will say. Mm. Yeah. My family's not yeah. happy that I keep public about my abuse, and and my mom keeps telling me that. Um, to not talk about it and to uh, because she's afraid of what people will think of our family. Mm. Yeah. She, she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand that although people will know that I've been an abusive family, they don't know who my father is. They don't know who my family is. They only know who I am. I'm only putting myself out there. They they don't know what the intimate details are, you know. But what what you have to understand is that your story, just like mine, could help someone come out from the dark and not be hiding anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I wanted you on. And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, if anyone wants to come on my, sh- on my show and talk about, because it's not easy. It's not easy. As you said, you've got to be at that fence. Oh, sorry. Someone's trying to message me. You've got to be at that place um, to start your journey. You've got to be strong enough. And as you said, you've written your book um, of poems. Um, can you just show the viewers a book again? It's it's on Amazon, isn't it? It's now on Amazon. Yes. yes it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon, so you guys, you know, get your copy from Amazon. Do put the link in, Susan, um, if you can, um, yes, where they yeah. can go and get it on Amazon. Yeah, so I, I guess we're just going to have to wrap up now. Um, thank you so much for those who joined us, and um, Benny Bell as well, who joined us. Um, as I said, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If there is anyone else that would like to come on and share their journey, then, you know, please do um, get in contact. So, Susan, thank you so much. My apologies that I got you out of bed. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Um, well, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'm sure we'll speak soon anyway. Yes, thank you so much, and thank you for everyone that's watching. Remember that if I can do this, so can you. You have something special inside of you, and that's what the world needs. So please be a voice in the darkness. Okay. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your day, and um, we'll speak soon. So take care. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. Um, I just like to say thank her very much because it was a bit early for her to come on as well. Um, so again, you know, um, thanks for the thumbs up. If anyone is going through any issues um, with regards to domestic abuse, there there are organisations that you can join. There's Facebook groups that you can join. Don't suffer in silence. Um, Systems abuse started from a very early age. Now. You know, it was very difficult for her um, growing up because she rebelled as well. And now she's an author, published author. Um, I mean, I love anyone who's an author because I'm an author myself. So she's an author. She's also a coach. So if anyone has actually started their journey of healing, 
and would like to be on my show, um, not necessarily about domestic abuse, but anything that may have happened that may be traumatic for them, that they've swept under the carpet, because that's the name of my show, that they've swept under the carpet for such a long period of time and they want to start their healing journey. And again, you know, some people prefer to talk about it, others may prefer to write it in a journal or just write poems like Susan has done. Um, and it does help, it definitely does help. So um, without further ado, thank you guys and thanks for those who are going to catch me on the replay. This is Jacqueline Francis on Stop.